Hi everybody, it's Thursday night. Thursday night and I got my sweet honey. He's sitting next to me, already warm. Anyway, okay, so we're excited. We're just sending out another little message for this Thursday. We are opening up services. So last week was our first week and tonight we have our second service and it's really sweet. We had a small group. So we definitely met social distancing requirements. Um, but, and for those of you that think I'm asking a question, I am. I have a question. I hope you're enjoying these because we really want you to get comfortable and sit where you got a nice blanket or pillow. We've got some time. Otherwise, if you just click in on just to see what my arm looks like this week. Um, anyway, I do, as you notice, I have a new split. So they took off my chest and I have all my sutures and all my incisional sites worked on. So I'm happy I have a new split. So I'm doing well. How about you, hon? What's going on? What are we well, sharing on tonight? Well, we're going to talk about, um, it, the title is A New hum Humanity. Mm, and um, it's basically tied to, you know, the struggle that this country is going through with the, um, with the George um, Floyd. Floyd death. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and just so many different people have different perspectives and different opinions. And I just thought, you know, what is our response? Um, as Christians, how, how do we go forward with this? And um, and it's tied to basically last week. The message was one of the questions I asked last week is, didn't Jesus come to bring us together? Isn't that what he did when he was on this earth? You know, he was talking about us being one and what have you. And obviously, we're not. Um, but yet, at the same time, everything has changed. You know, we as people, individuals, have been changed and impacted. And so. So it's like, so what, how does that translate though? How does that translate into our country and our, or our communities, our, our homes? You know, what happens when we are changed and what do we do with that? And so um, I wanted to look at um, some scriptures that talk about this new humanity. Um, Jesus often referred to himself as the son of man. You'll see it throughout scripture. But it can also be translated as the real human. You know, I mean that word that the Son of Man is speaking about um, of, of, of humanity. He was like talking about um, who he was that was different from the first Adam. Um, in Corinthians 15, 45 and 48, it says, For it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became the life-giving spirit. And then it says in verse 48, the first one, made from dust, has a race of people just like him, who are also made from dust. The one sent from heaven has a race of heavenly people who are just like him. And see, and that's who we are. We are part of this heavenly race. Um, it's about the human race, but being changed because of what Jesus did when he came to this earth and dying on the cross and all that. And so Jesus Christ, who was the second Adam, he was kind of like what, what we would call like a, the new species on the planet, a, a new humanity, a new way of looking at life. And, and so he came to show us what it's like to be human it's in his context as a spiritual spiritual person. And, and yet he was human. And so he, he lived it out, you know, the way he loved people, the way people felt comfortable. It didn't matter who you were. You felt like you could go to him. Um, and yet at the same time, as I've shared before, you know, he challenged 
those that were uh, playing uh, hypocrites, or they were, um, or they were using their force and their and their control over people, and and Jesus called them on that, you know. So He was showing us what a new human looks like. Um, in Galatians six fifteen, another scripture says, "For neither being circumcised nor being uncircumcised matters. What matters is being a new creation. That's what matters." So whether you're Jew or Gentile, that's not the point. The thing is that you need to be a new creation. And we are a new creation. We are... For those that are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And it's, and it's a part of a new humanity that Jesus brought to us. And so um, I shared this last week. Uh, the Messiah has made things up between us so that we're now together on this, both non-Jewish outsiders and Jewish insiders. He tore down the wall. We used... We used to keep each other at a distance. He repealed the law code that had become so clogged with fine print and footnotes that it hindered more than it helped. Then he started over. Instead of continuing with two groups of people separated by centuries of animosity and suspicion, he created a new kind of human being. A fresh start for everybody. I got this from the message. Loved it. He created a new kind of human being. And that from that perspective, that's how we're to approach what has happened in this country, what is happening in this country, how we can move forward and make a difference and bring change uh, to our, this, this land. Uh, Jesus prayed um, in John 17, he says, for he was speaking to his father, he says, for they no longer belong to this world any more than I do. So he's speaking to his father and speaking of us. He says, they no longer belong to this world. And he says, your word is truth, so make them holy by the truth. I have commissioned them to represent me just as you have commissioned me to represent you. And that's our commission. You know, because we are no longer of this earth, right? We have a completely different kingdom that we live for and that we live by because we have the Spirit of God dwelling within us. And so, at the end of Jesus' time on this earth, he meets with his disciples and he says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. And that word nations is ethnos, which means a race, a, a people, a nation. It could mean Gentiles uh, or people joined by practicing similar customs or common culture. And so Jesus was telling his disciples, I want you to go all over the world and I want you to go disciple the ethnos. The, I want you to disciple the cultures. Um, he wasn't saying I want you all to, to, to blend them all together and make them one, you know? No, I think we're to celebrate the diversity that exists on this planet, the diversity of how we look, how we act, uh, our cultures, our different perspectives. I think that's all good, you know, but the key is to disciple them. Let's extract and pull the best things that makes humanity what it should be. You know, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like when you're traveling, and you've been traveling for a long time, you just can't wait to get home. You just can't wait to get home. And if we realize that our role in being new creation, new creatures in Christ, this new humanity, is to bring everybody back home. And that's a beautiful message. You want to get home. It doesn't matter how far you've traveled. It doesn't matter what you got yourself into. It doesn't even matter if you're sure you don't even know if you believe in home. 
have that really means. I feel like when he says go and make disciples men, what's going to make people come on to Jesus is to know of his great love for them and his great purpose. That he is redeeming all the junk in their life, all the baggage, all the things that the misses and the mishaps and the wishes and shoulda, coulda. God redeems all of that when you're in him. So we're trying, we have the message that needs to go out to all of the nations, irrespective, like you said, because we want them to come home. We want them to come home to their father that created them, that destined them, that gave, wanted purpose, gave them special giftings so that they could kind of represent his great glory and his diversity. And instead, the enemy, as we know, you know, during the night, as the parable goes, he sowed tares among the wheat. And Jesus said, don't. We can't pull up the wheat until both grow. Otherwise, you're going to hurt the wheat. So unfortunately, that enemy has just sown so much discord among us all that um, there's a season for it. And we're in seasons that there's a lot of discord. Um, but for some reason, we're waiting because at the great, the very end, at the great harvest, when we will have met and fulfilled our complete call, then we'll be separated between the weeds and the tears. But for right now, we just got to get as many people back home. You're right. You're right. You know, and, and that's kind of like the mindset that the early church had. You know, um, they were going out all over the world and telling the world, hey, you can be reconciled with God. You can make peace with God no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, yeah. no matter where you are. And um, and that was such a beautiful thing. And, and what was so attractive about the church is that Jew and Gentile were together, uh, male and female. You know, there wasn't like this power thing going on. Uh, women were just as important, and leaders were just as important as women, as the men were. And, that, and in that culture, and in that day, um, they definitely had different classes or different levels where people could influence other people. And yet, the early church, uh, they were just looking at themselves as part of the same family, that they all came home. You know, they all came home. They were all under their father, their heavenly father. And, um, and they were rich, Poor, uh, male, female, Slave, slaves, free. slaves, yeah. These were the early Christians. And the Roman world, they saw, saw, uh, stood in awe because they saw how these people loved each other. You know, they, they recognized that it was because of Jesus. And um, it was a classless society. There were, there were not these levels, you know. There, uh, they didn't regard social status, color, or position. Um, there, was, there was just a group of people that had come together because this Heavenly Father loved them. And matter of fact, they even just spoke to each other, uh, addressed each other by the first names, because they didn't use their, their last name, because then that gave you an idea of, oh, you're from that family, and that family is wealthy, or that family is this, or that family is that. And so they just called each other by you know, the first name. And so, so the thing is, is that in, today, in today's world, especially with what's going on, um, you know, it's like I've seen uh, numerous, numerous articles and, and things on TV on George Floyd, you know, and they talk about what kind of person he was and what have you, and and um, and there are numerous phrases uh, coming on in our TV screens talking about you know Black Lives all Matter, matter. All, lives matter. Mm -hmm. all Lives Matter, 
no, Blue Lives Matter, matter. You know, all of those things. And, mm -hmm. and so, so what's the response of, uh, for us as a new humanity to what's happening with this racial division that's going on? And so the new human would, uh, would say I, that we feel their pain. I'll give you an example. If in the middle of the night you're, you get out of bed and you're walking down the hallway, now you've walked down that hallway a million times, but you forgot that that evening you put something in the way on the floor and you jam your toe, right, on it. And all of a sudden you have this excruciating pain. You weren't ready for it. The first thing you do is your whole body responds to it, okay? Every part, of your body starts to reach for that toe. And you want to massage it, you want to make it feel better. Like right now, I yes. get you, I get you. you or the you might even- The massage was hurt. Yeah, and, and you might even say something. You might just go, ouch, right? So you just verbalized something that your toe could not verbalize. But what you did was you basically pointed out something that happened with your mouth. And so, but it was your toe that was hurt. But your whole body is engaged on that yeah. pain. And so, is your whole body important? Absolutely, it's all part of the healing or you know, the bringing comfort to that toe. And so yes, there have been injustices in this country. And yes, every part of humanity is important. But right now, we have a group of people that have felt like they have been pushed aside for they've a long hurt. time and they've been hurt. And so there has been a response to them. They have from them. They have said, "Ouch!" And and so so I think the the approach that we as humans need to look at is it's not whether it's a cop or this guy or whoever, but it's the fact that a human being did this to another human being. I think that is what hit the core of who we are as people. I think that's the thing that causes us to look at this and say, "Man, are we are we like this?" This is wrong. This has to change. And and so my question is, how do we how do we change this? How do we make this uh, a difference? How do we make a difference in our place? And so so the question is for you and me: Are are you intentional in reaching out to others? You know, are we as a church intentional in reaching out to others? You know, um, Martin Luther King Jr. said that the 11 o'clock Sunday morning is the most segregated time in America. And that's because all the people are at their different churches. And usually you attend a church that looks and feels more like you, right? And, and so he brought that up. And, and, and I just thought, wow, that's, that's a very interesting point. Mm -hmm. And so, so like, if we're going to bring healing to this nation, you know, we're going to have to be more intentional in being able to get out of our comfort zone and cross over and start to meet people that maybe we're not comfortable with or because we don't know them and, and start to make a difference in their lives. I think that to transform American society, we as a church have to rise up yes. and start to behave in the way that we're hoping that the rest of the country and the rest of the world does. And so we have to live this out. And so what are we doing to try to heal this nation? What are we doing as a people to try to help others that, um, that are struggling? And so I, I just, you know, this is a short message, but I just wanted us to really understand that. Can you hear, wait, can you hear what's going on? That's because today's graduation, oh, yeah. and we couldn't do graduation because of the COVID. So the whole, all the seniors are going around town, and all the fire and the fire department, they're all doing their sirens to like congratulate them. I wish we were outside, yeah. too bad. Yeah. But
but anyway, so that's what you're hearing. It's not like we're having tsunami warnings, but it's that they're all in the thing. So, I don't know. I think they're coming down the alley, that's why. So, is it, oh, down the street, yeah. So, go ahead, I'm sorry. So, getting no, back to, so yeah, so getting back to, I think you're saying the church, how we act, we need to act the way we want everyone else to act. I think the problem is, there's some of you that are sitting going right now going, sorry, I'm not the kind of person that's going to go up to someone and say, hey, God's calling you home, or, you know, did you know what Christ came to bring? Restoration and healing and redeeming of your life. I mean, some people just would find that, like, they would rather, like, go to Siberia than have to go and tell someone that. So I realize that there's people in the body, like my husband and I, we, we like to point people to Christ and we like to talk to people about stuff like that. But we need other people to do their part. And there's lots of different parts within the body. It's not always just the one that goes out to tell. It's the one that builds up the support so that the person can go out to tell. Or even in your own family, even in your own workplace, just being ready if someone was to ask. Or how you handle this whole, you know, when people say, all lives matter, just like my husband said. Of course all lives matter. But right now, black lives matter. Because when you stub your toe, the rest of your body is important to you. But when the toe gets stubbed really bad and it's hurting, that's what you focus on. Because you got to get that right. So I feel like, I felt like that was a really good analogy because it's important for us to focus on what needs to be focused on so that it can bring health to all of mankind. And we need to open our eyes. I'm going to so excited. I'm going to peek outside. Are they going by? I'm here. Let me see. Are they going outside? <laughs> yep, they are. That's part of living on this island. I'm going to put this on pause. Sorry.